Welcome to the Brave Church Podcast. We're so glad you decided to join us. Wherever you're listening from, we hope you're encouraged and inspired by today's message. Hey, Brave Church, we're so glad that you're here. Come on, let's just give it up for everyone who is watching by home. In fact, there are probably so many people that are brand new to Brave Church that this is your first time ever viewing Brave Church and being a part of one of our services. In fact, last Sunday, we had so many first-time people, and I want us to celebrate today. Come on, here in the studio, can we celebrate? And I also want us to celebrate that there were many people who gave their life to Jesus last Sunday. And you know what? The church is getting stronger. And I'm talking about the big C church across the globe. As we're facing this pandemic, this crisis, we know that God works all things together for our good. So this is our second week with Church Online, and we just want to welcome all of you guys here and all of you that are at home. I know that many of you, this is new to do church at home, but we want to remind you that church is not a building. One day we will meet in the building again. Come on, anybody excited for that day? We will meet together, but you know what? Church is not a building, it's a body. And it's not about a place, it's about the presence of God when we gather together. And so our prayer for you today is that you would just sense the presence of God right there where you are, right where you're watching. You know, as we were uh, really just talking about today and really praying about what we could share that would really be relevant for our lives today, something I thought that would just be so important is, you know, thinking about even my own life and, and my family, my kids, and, and something that we have encountered over the last two weeks is that we're really developing some new habits. Um, our lifestyle has completely changed, uh, as yours has. And, um, and I don't know about you, but I, I'm a person of habit. I, I like to have a schedule, and I like to know like when my meetings are, and I like to know when I'm going to eat. Come on, anybody else like you like a schedule? Anybody else like you're watching and even here like you're not a scheduled person, and you're like, I'm just going to go with it. Anybody? Okay. And so no one wants to admit that. Um, but one thing I know is that, you know, we've had some habits, but as our lives have been disrupted, we are developing new habits and, and we're going to be able to develop new, like good habits, or we're developing new bad habits. And, um, I, I think before this crisis happened, like we've all had some bad habits, right? Um, like, you know, we, sometimes we like sleep in a lot. And I, I know like there's like even people, like maybe you're not going to work and you're like working from home and like you're sleeping in all day. Um, or maybe it's like, you've <laughs> done like me where like, I've got like extra food and stuff and I'm like eating all of my food. Like anybody else have you've done that, you know? And like I'm eating like one donut and there's like three more and I'm like, eh, you know? And so like that can become some bad habit forming. Um, but there's also some good habits that we have too, like maybe being an encouragement and maybe you're here today and you're watching that you're, you're an encourager and you didn't just wake up one day being an encourager, but you, you encouraged someone and you saw how it made their day. And so that one act began to form something in you that you began to encourage people. And now you have a label of being an encourager. Here's what I know. During this time, we have to be very intentional with our actions. We have to be very intentional with our habits. Something that we said a long time ago, I didn't invent it, but uh, we stole it. And it says this, that you form your habits and then your habits will form you. 
that we have habits, that we, we form our habits, but then your habits will actually form the person you are becoming. So, so here's what I want to ask you. Over the last two weeks, what are your habits forming in your life? Who are you becoming during this crisis? What are the things that are becoming repetitive in your life that you're seeing starting to form habits, which are actually starting to dictate your behavior? And what I want to do today is this. If you're taking notes, come on. We have something we say at Brave Church. It's a, it's a motto we have that note takers are world changers. world changers. That sounded a little bit scary in this room. Um, note takers are world changers. And, and we said it again. That's awesome. And, um, and, and here's what I want you to do. I want you to write some notes down because these seven habits are going to really help you. Last week, we gave you seven principles of praise. I don't know how long we're going to be on this theme of seven, but today we're on our second week of the principle. But seven habits that you can have. In fact, here's, here's the title for us today. Seven fearless habits that will change your future. Seven fearless habits that will change your future. Why is this important? Because I believe that the future belongs to the fearless. Come on, we've been in this theme that we're not going to give in to fear. We're not going to develop habits of fear and panic and worry. I know since last Sunday that maybe some news that has been unsettling in your life has happened. But let me just pause for a moment and say, our praise is not dictated by our circumstances. Come on, remember that from last week. So we're not going to do that. So what we're going to do is develop some habits that create a fearless attitude and spirit so that we can create the future that we want. So if you're ready, say, I'm ready. ready. All right, Philippians chapter 3 verse 13. I know we're going to have it up on the screen for you, but I want you to write this down and have it in a journal. Philippians chapter three, verse 13 says this, this is the apostle Paul. And he says, no, I have not yet achieved it. In other words, he's saying there are still some habits that I'm working on. Is there anybody here that you would admit that you're still a work in progress? Come on. Every one of us, God is not finished with us. Anybody thankful that God's not finished with you? I know I'm so thankful. He goes, I haven't achieved it, but I focus. Everyone say focus on one thing. Can I just encourage you? Many times the reason why we're not productive is because we're trying to focus on too many things. What if you focus on one thing? Like I'm going to give you seven habits today, seven fearless habits. But what if you just looked at this list and say, you know what? I'm going to work on one of those and really master that. And then begin to work your way through this season to master all of them. He goes, I'm going to focus on this one thing. And what is he going to focus on? Forgetting the past. I look forward to the future, to what lies ahead. Pause for a moment. Paul, when he is writing this, he says, the way that I deal with my present day today, the way that I digest all of the news that's going around and circling the way that I am present with my family, the way that I'm present with my children, the way that I'm present with my God is that I I, I take where my life is right now. I'm not going to focus on the past, but I know that my God has a better future for me. You see, that is the key for us growing through this season is that we have to focus on the future. Come on. Anybody know that God has a great future? We're not going to focus on what we've lost. We're going to focus on what we can gain through Christ Jesus as we focus. And look what he goes on to say. I forget what is behind and I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling. 
calling us. Here's what I know. Habits are hard. It's hard to start new habits. Have you ever noticed like it's, it's not hard to start and create bad habits, but new habits are hard to start. I would say this, that anything is, that is worth anything is going to cost you something. Come on, can we be a community of faith that we're willing to count the costs and say, man, we want to grow through this. We want to get better through the crisis. Come on, we want to get better in the battle. So I want to give you seven habits. Now, let me just tell you something. I'm going to warn you guys here, those of you guys watching home, you're going to hear these. And you're going to say, oh, man, that is so easy. Like these, these are easy. I can do that. And it's true, but that's also my fear. My fear is that we're going to look at these and these are so easy that you're not going to do them. Like we're going to see this and think, well, man, I could just do that so easy. And then I'm going to share these with you. And that's the problem is that they're so easy that many of us, if we're not careful, won't do this. But I'm believing that 100% of us here in this room and at home, 100% of us are going to do this because the enemy does not want you to have these habits. Are you ready? Are you guys ready? All right, here we go. Number one, write this down. Daily Bible reading. It is a habit that you need to form. Come on. These are fearless habits. These are the habits of fearless people that can change your future. Now, here's, here's why I say this, because this is like an essential, right? This is like this is like entry level. This is like amateur stuff you're talking about, Pastor Dave. Like we know we should read the word of God. But come on, let me just challenge us. I want to ask you with no condemnation, did you read God's word today? Or, or let me ask you this, because maybe you're like, oh, I did. The verse of the day popped up on my app and I read the verse for the day. I'm good. Like I did it. Okay. So let me ask you this. Um, last week we talked about in one of our Brave at Eight uh, segments on social media that what you feed grows and what you starve dies. So, so let me ask you this. Maybe you've been reading some verses. Can, can I just challenge us a little bit deeper as a community of faith? Come on, if we're going to develop a habit, did you feed more on CNN and Fox News than you did on the Word of God? Because here's what I know. We want to form some habits. Come on, even in my life, like I've, I've made it a discipline. It's not easy, trust me, because I want to know what's happening all over the world. Like I, I want to scroll up and see the latest statistics and all that's happening. But this week I made a point that I'm going to track how much of God's word I read versus what other intake I, I receive into my mind and into my heart. Because you know what, I want to grow through this. I want to come through this crisis better. Anyone want to come out of this better? You see, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 says this, All scripture is God-breathed, and it is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Listen to that again. This is why we need God's word, because God's word will teach us. At times it will rebuke us. Come on, how many of you know we need to be like rebuked and corrected? And then training in righteousness so that the servant of God, that's you and I, so that we may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Here's what this means. The word of God will equip you for what tomorrow is going to bring you. I've seen in my life that many times what I'm reading today in God's word, it's actually preparing me for what I don't even see is coming my way tomorrow. 
I want to be equipped for tomorrow. It's, 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 it's Sunday right now, and we don't know what Monday's going to bring. But can I tell you, as you're reading God's word and hearing from God and his word, God is actually preparing you for the unknown things that are going to happen tomorrow so that you can walk into your Monday not thinking, oh, man, it's Monday, and I hate Monday. No, come on. You could go into Monday saying, this is the day the Lord has made. Come on. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to be glad in it. And I'm equipped and I'm ready. Here's why this is so important is because we want to get advice from God. In times like these, we want to get advice from God. And if you're not careful, we will listen to all the other voices that are in our world. You'll listen to voices. You'll listen to opinions. Our lives will be influenced by people. But how many of you know we need to be influenced by God? Number two, write this down. It's a, it's a second habit. Consistent Bible reading. Number two, let me give you this one. It's just as equally like mind-blowing. And it's simply this. Consistent daily prayer. Come on, are you with me today? Can we be real in Miami? Let me help you out with this. Prayer is when you communicate with God. Can I, can I just tell you, like, even this week, as we've been on different social medias of influencers in Miami, I've had so many people just say, Pastor, would you pray for me? People who don't even come to Brave Church, Pastor, would you pray for me? And I'll always encourage them, go ahead and just pray, pray that. I mean, I'll pray with you now, but you can pray for yourself every single day and pray and God hears you. And you know what I've, I've come to understand is a lot of people Either they don't know how to pray, or they think they don't know how to pray, or they feel like God doesn't hear them when they pray. Can I just let everyone know, because I don't want to take it for granted that we know how to pray. In fact, Jesus, in his word, even tells us, this is how you pray. I think if Jesus gave us some instructions, it's because he knew that we would feel that, God, man, I don't know how to pray. I don't know how to come to you. And let me just break down his prayer for us. How you pray to God is you talk to him like you would your best friend. You talk to him and you're just real. When I pray to God, I'm not like, dear God. I mean, you know, if you've heard like the church voices, like, dear God, I just thank you today. I don't know if humor is translating through the TV or if this is super awkward right now, but it's awkward here. So I don't know if it's awkward there, but, but I don't pray to God like that. How I pray to God is I I talk to God like I do my friends. I talk to God like he's my best friend. I tell him when I'm frustrated. I tell him when I'm scared. I tell him when I need help. Can I tell you when you pray, it is you communicating to God. Sometimes it's you just saying, God, I need help. Sometimes it's just saying, God, I love you. Sometimes it's just asking God, are you still there? Can I feel your presence? But can I tell you, prayer is not just talking, but prayer is listening. Can I tell you when you pray, And I want to encourage every one of you, you need to pray, but you also need to hear God speak. Let me say that again, because many times we think, man, I need to hear a pastor speak, or I need to hear another message, and I need to hear 10 messages this week. You really don't. Like really Sunday and getting together with community of faith is really the encouragement we need. Nothing wrong with listening to more at times I do, but you know who we need to hear the most is God. And God is still speaking. You say, may say, well, I haven't heard God speak. Listen, here's how you know what God's voice sounds like. Number one, come on, would you write this down in your notes? God's word sounds like his word. 
God's voice sounds like his word. What does that mean? Pastor David, God's voice sounds like the Bible, like God's voice is written on the pages that we have in his word. In other words, if you ever feel like you're isolated, you feel like, man, God, you're so far away. Man, I just need a fresh word from God. Come on, I want to encourage you. Go back to the first habit. Open up God's word. As you're reading God's word, say, God, as I'm reading, I'm listening. Come on, as I'm reading, I want to have ears to hear what you're saying. So speak to me. How do you know when God is talking? The second thing, write this down, is God's voice does not sound like your voice. In other words... As you're praying and you're listening to God, God's going to say things to us that doesn't sound like things we want to do. Like, in other words, God may say, hey, I want you to go to your next door neighbor and I want you just to go and encourage them. And in your mind, you're going to be like, God, I'm in my pajamas. I don't feel like going. I'm tired, which I mean, if you're quarantined, I mean, I don't know why. I mean, maybe maybe don't go to your neighbor's house if that's the case. But um, like God's going to speak to us and it may not sound like something you want to do. Like God may tell you, hey, I want you to take this time and I want you to send a text and say, hey, I'm sorry, or I forgive you. That doesn't sound like our flesh because our flesh wants to hold grudges. But that's how you know that God is speaking to us. So we're going to pray consistently. We're going to read God's word consistently. Number three, come on, let's go. Number three, are you ready? Number three, write this down. We're going to have consistent connection with church friends and our faith community. Consistent connection with church friends and faith community. Now, I know that I'm not talking to you right now because you're viewing this. But here's what I know. During this time, and even beyond this time, we need to make it a priority and a habit. that You know what? We're connecting with other people of faith. We need to make it a habit because here's what the word of God says. As iron sharpens iron, we sharpen each other, which means this. We make each other better. Is there anybody here in this room right now that someone else of faith has made you better? Come on, anybody here? Like I can tell you, you guys make me better. We, we're better together is something we say at Brave Church. So we need to make it consistent. So here's how we make this a habit. Come on, write this down in your notes. Make consistent connections your first priority. Make church on Sundays your first priority. So here's what I want to challenge you with. We have multiple service times on Sunday for you to view, for you to gather your family together. Come on, I want to challenge you with all the love in my heart that I have for you because I care for your spiritual soul. Make this a priority. Get your family together. Have your kids come together. Call your grandparents, bring them in, maybe even translate it for them if they don't speak English. I'm serious. Like, do this. Get your family. Make this a family gathering where we're going to grow together in our faith. I mean, it's only an hour long, but this is a new habit. It's a holy habit. Come on, someone say a holy habit. And we're going to grow together. Here's the thing this cannot be optional. If church is optional at this time, guess what? It will fall off the radar and it will be something that will become distant. I just want to challenge our church. Let this be a time where if we can gather, we gather. If we have to meet in our own separate homes, that we are separated, but we're united, that we know we're at church together. Come on. 
We're going to create community boards. We're going to create prayer uh, channels for us to pray together. And as you view, and I know there are many of you that are in dinner parties, our dinner parties, our small groups that meet all over the city. Come on, anybody love dinner parties? And and some of you I know have already created like watch parties. We want to watch service together. And so, man, I want to encourage you to do that. Let's find creative ways to get together again. Here's a challenge that we give everyone at the beginning of the year. And I want to do that for you now. Is if you're watching this right now, I want to challenge you to give Brave Church one year. Go all in with Brave Church for one year. And see how God changes your life as you do life together with each other. Look what the word of God says. Hebrews chapter 10, because there, there may be someone here and you're like, well, I mean, do I really need to go to church to be a Christian? No, but I think you need to go to church to stay a Christian because there's so many other things that are pulling at you. Like you have to go to certain places to eat, to keep your body healthy. I believe that there are certain environments that God gives us to keep our soul healthy. Look what he says in Hebrews chapter 10. He says, let's see how inventive. I love that word for the times that we're in. Let's see how inventive we can be in encouraging love and helping out. And then he says, don't avoid worshiping together like some people do, but spur each other on, especially as the day of Christ approaches. I love how he says, let's be more inventive. You know what? That's what we're doing right now as a church. We're getting inventive. We've never done online. This is our second week doing this. But we want to be more creative of how we can build community with each other. Here's number four. Come on, number four. Write this down. Our fourth habit is this. Consistent generosity. Now, there is a time in all of our services where we give you the opportunity to be generous. And you say, well, why do we do that every service? Here's the reason why we do that every service. It's not because the church just wants your money. To be honest with you, let me say, if this is your first time ever viewing Brave Church, we don't want anything from you. We want this to be a gift for you, right? But here's what I would say. We, we, we give generosity and opportunity at every service because we want it to become a habit that we're generous. Because generosity does not naturally flow out of us. We're selfish by nature. Like, we're the most important thing in our own lives, right? So what we want to do is create this atmosphere where we are generous. Proverbs 11.24 says this, The world of the generous, someone say generous, gets larger and larger. And the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. Here's what I want to say here. There may be some of you that are watching and this has been a difficult time for you financially. Maybe you lost your job and you're like, well, man, I, I can't give money. Like, am I excluded in being a part of the family? Can I tell you? No way. In fact, we want to pray for you. Pray that God would bless you. But how many of you know there are more ways to be generous than just money? Come on, we can be generous with encouragement. You can be generous and jump on and invite your friends. Come on, be generous with invitations. You can be generous with like just sharing your faith with people. You can be generous that, man, when, when we're able to serve again, you could jump on a serve team and lead a dinner party and, and man, begin to build community with your friends of faith. But let me just say this to those of us that maybe you still have an income stream. We at Brave Church have a, a just 
a very aggressive vision to reach people. In fact, we're in the community even now being a resource to people with our food bank to supply food. And, and even today we're looking at like, man, we need to go get more food for some of the demands that came in today. And so even some of our staff were like, hey, I'll go buy it with my own money and we'll do this. Let me tell you something. The vision of the kingdom of God, it still needs to go. So let me just say, if you are still earning income. We, we need you to be faithful because the ministry of God continues to move forward. Come on. Amen. But I want to encourage all of us during this time, let's be generous and not just giving at church. Like, man, be generous with people. And you see that maybe your neighbor is in need of supplies, man, man, I've got extra, or even I could go without, and you can have what I have and I'll go without. Come on, man. I feel like generosity is our heart. It's who we want to be. When we are generous, we show the world what Christians are really all about. I think generosity is, is the, 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 the trademark of being a Christ follower. Here's number five. Number five, write this down. Let's be consistent with growth. Like during this time, I want you to grow. And not just spiritually. Let me just get practical with you. Perhaps you're spending a lot of time like at home with your family and your kids. Make this a time where your marriage grows like never before. Like make this a time where like Instagram and all the news channels and all the Netflix binge watching that we can handle. Like we just turn it off and we spend time together. Like let's, let's, let's grow in our relationship with our kids. I have two kids and I know for me, I, I want to grow in my relationship with them. Let's, let's grow in our awareness of God. Let's grow in our faith. Let's grow in our leadership. Come on, can I get super practical? Download a leadership book. Brave Church, we know something that leaders are readers. So maybe you don't like to read, but God wants you to be a leader. Here at Brave Church, we're very intentional about developing leaders. We want you to be a leader at your job, in your business, in our world. Come on, take this time to learn as a leader. Some of us need to grow in our attitude. Come on, look at the person next to you at home and say, preach. <laughs> I don't want to cause commotion at home. Let's move on. But come on, we need to grow in our attitude. Some of us, come on, let me just be honest. Our attitudes stink. Some of us have taken on negativity. Someone on, some of us have taken on like all the worries of this world. Come on, let's grow out of that in this season. Number six, let me give you the sixth habit. Come on, are you ready for this one? I love this one. This is so good. It's going to encourage you. Number six, write this down. We are going to have the habit of believing the best. We're going to believe the best. Not optimistic, but believing the best in all situations. How do we believe the best? The word of God says this, that God works all things together for our good. Which means this, this can be a time that God can make this crisis turn out for your good pastor how i don't know i'm not god but i know that god can do it so this is going to be a season where we believe the best come on we're not going to let fear take hold of us we're going to talk what i'm talking about is faith man we're going to develop our faith we're going to believe the best we're going to say in all circumstances that our first reaction is faith our first reaction is god you've got this our first reaction is there's going to be a breakthrough our first reaction is my god supplies all my needs come on our first reaction is going to be faith someone shout faith, faith. you see here's what i know 
we want to believe the best. I, I want to believe the best for you. Our team, we have a prayer that you could send your prayer request to all of our social media handles, to our email at info at bravemiami.com. We want to join with you to believe the best for God in your life. Don't hesitate. Listen, I know this video is one direction because I, I'm preaching to you and maybe you're preaching back, but I can't hear you. But let me tell you something. This is a two-way relationship. We at Brave Church want to hear from you. We want to pray for you and believe God. Here's the seventh habit. And I believe this is perhaps the most important that's going to come full circle with all of these habits. The seventh habit of fearless people who take the future is that we're going to have a habit of surrender. Just simply surrender. What, what, is that, what does that mean? We're going to have this habit that we are creating. I know it's going to be hard. But surrender simply means this. It's not about me. Surrender is saying, God, I'm not going to withhold anything from you. Here's what I know. So there's some of us that we have maybe surrendered part of ourselves to God. But not all of it. Or, or maybe, like as we're going through these habits, like, like you're good with like five out of the seven but you're like two of these, I don't know if I can trust God with, or three of these, or even one of these. Can I just encourage you? The reason why many times we don't see the blessing of God in our life that we desire is because we just haven't surrendered. God cannot bring surplus when there is not surrender. And many times we can look at other people and man, Comparison is a dangerous game. But many times we look at people and maybe even people of faith, we're like, well, man, why has God blessed them and God hasn't blessed me? Well, can I just tell you, don't do that, first of all. You can't compare your life because here's one thing. You don't know what God's doing in you that's going to be deeper and stronger and better than that person. And maybe they look like they're ahead right now, but God's working something deep in you to just slingshot you into a better future. But, but could it be that the person we are putting on a pedestal, they have layers of surrender that we can't see. But deep in their heart, they've surrendered with full on faith to say, God, man, I trust you. Don't hear what I'm not saying though. I'm not saying that you are where you are. Maybe if you're going through a really tough time because God's punishing you or because you haven't surrendered enough. All I'm saying is simply this, that there are times where we have to say, God, is there anything left in me that I can surrender to you? And some of us simply aren't where we need to be because we haven't been willing to surrender to God. You know, as I close today, I believe that the greatest thing that you could do out of these seven habits is just to make the decision to surrender. Like you may be here and listening and you may say, well, how do I know what I need to surrender? I'm going to pray a prayer with you right now. I'm going to ask everyone to bow their heads and close their eyes, both, both here in the studio and at home. And here's the thing. It is not for me to judge what you should surrender to God. I can't do that. I'm a man. I'm a human just like you. 
I'm just being used of God to communicate his word. But I can tell you, I have to search my heart every day, just like you. And say, God, is there something that's unsurrendered? And God, help me to help me to surrender it to you. Here's what I know. There is blessing on the other side of surrender. You're watching this right now and you feel the Holy Spirit. Like you feel like what maybe you would describe in energy or like just goosebumps. You're like, man, what is that? That's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Or maybe as I've been sharing today, you've just like felt this in your heart that, man, this is for you, a certain aspect of this talk. Can I tell you that is God? That is God speaking to you. And as you take your first step with God, guess what? God will show you the next step. And then as you take that next step, God will give you the next step. Our job is just to surrender step one so he can take us to step two. But I promise you, step two is more blessed than step one. And as you keep moving forward through the ups and through the downs, God's going to bless your life with surrender. As we're bowed in prayer right now, I want to ask you, do you need to surrender your life to God? It's not complicated at all, but it's the most powerful thing you will ever do. As you're sitting here and you're watching this program right now, you say, Pastor David, if I were honest with myself, I do not have a relationship with Jesus. I've been holding back. I've been trying to steer my life. But today I need to surrender my life to Jesus. Today I want to know that I'm good with God. Can I tell you? You can know that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to pray this prayer. And we in the studio, we're going to pray this prayer out loud. And I would invite you to join us as we pray this prayer. The Bible says this, if you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that Jesus Christ rose from the dead, you will be saved. Just you praying this prayer right now is the first act of surrender. And it is a huge step. So right now, would you pray this either out loud or just to yourself. Say, Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of every sin. Would you be my Lord and Savior? Today, I surrender to you. I ask you to show me my next steps. I promise that I will live for you if you'll help me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's give God praise today. Come on, isn't that great? Man, we're believing all over the world. You've been watching this, and there are people that have joined the family of God. We want you to know we're happy you've joined our brave family. Come on, aren't we excited about this? Hey, before you tune out, stay tuned because we're going to show you how to take your next steps of faith. And we're so excited to go with you on the journey. God bless you. We'll see you next Sunday. Thanks for joining us for today's message from Brave Church. For more information or to get in touch with us, visit us at bravemiami.com.